Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. My name is Kaylee Wright, and today we are joined by Jermaine Harrison. What's up, y'all? Welcome to November. Austin Mankin. <laughs> welcome to November. I'm here as well. And our student guest for today is Henry Lakey. Henry! Hey guys, come Henry, on. Henry, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to the audience. Yeah, so I'm a senior in high school. I've been homeschooled since like fourth grade. Um, I'm hoping to go to probably... I would say University of Texas, Texas A&M. Mm. Um, would you say you're a fan of schools. both, UT and A&M? Because it's a hot take yeah. that you can't be a fan yeah. of both. So I would say from sports, I'm definitely an A&M fan more than UT. All mm. right. But really, I'm a fan of Michigan, so I'm all over the place. Wow. Gosh. So much versatility yeah. across, <laughs> across the it. United States from you, Henry. <laughs> so okay. excited. Well, um, as always, we're going to start today's podcast with a little get to know you question. So yeah. today's is kind of a random one, but I think it's going to help us get to know each other better. Um, so the question is, what is a regular activity that you do that you wish you could automate? So something that you have to do manually often that you wish could just be done for you. Mm, that's good. Thank you. Um, I, I think I'd l- I'd love to kick us off here, yeah. guys, because this is this. I didn't just think about this for this podcast episode. I have thought about this for many a month, many a year. Wow. And that is, have you ever been so tired at night, you know, after a long day at school or work, if you're a parent listening and and then, then the last thing you want to do is brush your teeth before you go to bed. But that's the thing you need to do. Mm. Well, have I got the solution for you? Jermaine Imag- always frames it as an infomercial. <laughs> yes. Have you ever? <laughs> Seriously, think about it like this. Think about a tiny robot that you, you click a button and like while you're like reading or watching the last five minutes of your show or whatever you're doing to you know get ready for bed the robot comes and brushes your teeth for you <laughs> does he just like crawl up on your shoulder <laughs> it's like, no, i don't think it's that scum, tiny scum. but yes <laughs> like think of it like that and you never have to brush your teeth again Gosh. manually but it's all automatic that would you be nice. to charge the i robot. genuinely mm. would pay for that robot i got one better for you jermaine okay mine is i would automate for sure the thing I hate doing is putting on sunscreen. It's always freezing and you always have to find someone to put it on your back. And there's that, that awkward conversation about like them putting it on your back or not. And you're trying to reach around. But if you could automate the sunscreen process and they put it on your back, like so you mean, no awkward conversation. Like you mean tan. get a little robot? <laughs> <laughs> Who brushes your teeth and rubs, rubs the sunscreen in on your face and back. Just Where is this podcast going right now? <laughs> Henry, please save a us. A sunscreen robot. <laughs> please, please give us something we, else. We need to some work hope, with. Henry. So, so it is getting very cold. Yeah. And <laughs> as you know, when you go to the gym, I mean, you got to wear shorts and a t-shirt. Probably that's yeah. what I wear because otherwise you're way too hot in the yeah. gym. It's freezing cold outside. 
I don't want to go to the gym right now. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. No. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just automatically work out? <laughs> you just never had to work out. Just, your body just your body works body out for you. Perfect physical fitness <laughs> yeah. without you oh, having to do anything. That is actually so good. That's I love good. that one. I wish that would automate for me. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, well, guys, since I know you're dying to know my answer, uh, the regular activity that I wish could just be done for me is laundry. Mm. It is beyond my understanding that mm. in the year 2020... Um, we still have such a rigorous laundry process. Mm. Um, I love that God has created people with such uh, intelligent minds and creative uh, processes. And yet it is still so daunting Mm -hmm. to get it from the dirty clothes Mm. to the washer, to the dryer, and then out for its respective drying process and then back into like the closet and then keep the your socks and then <laughs> like, your socks disappear you, where did the socks go <laughs> no one knows where the socks, <laughs> where go. the socks go but if it was automatically done no socks would be lost in the process mm, that's good yeah. that is so good guys we're gonna go ahead and transition <laughs> to our topic today we're talking about politics and there's just a lot of politics going on right now it's 2020 you turn on the news and it's debates and it's ads and it's everything and there's a lot of noise and so we just wanted to talk about how we can view politics through a Christian worldview and address it um, just kind of from a teenager's perspective. And so we have Henry here uh, to give his view on it, and then we're going to give insights along the way. And so, Henry, let's just start with you. Um, Just what's your experience around politics? So 2016 um, was obviously a very contentious election. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, um, a lot of scandals in the news about both candidates. And that was probably when I first started really caring about politics. I paid fairly close attention to that election, um, was really interested in everything leading up to it. And then the culmination of the election with Donald Trump winning. Um, after that, I would say the next year I took a class, um, about American government, learning about all the documents that are critical to the founding of our country, how all of the systems in our government work. And it was just fascinating to me and I loved learning about it. Um, and so from that point on, I've pretty much been interested in politics, um, really just love learning about everything related to that. Um, that's yeah. so good, Henry. Mm-hmm. At, like, even as you were talking, um, I was writing down a note of basically what you're saying. You, you increased in knowledge, like in 2016, how old were you? Eighth grade or ninth grade? Eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. So a 13 or 14 year old was seeking to increase their knowledge about the political climate and the world in which um, you live. And I would say um, the same for any teenager listening to this to this podcast that. I think one of the most helpful things that you can do around the issue of politics in in our country is to increase knowledge, is to research, is to find out about the different um, uh, politicians or find out about the different parties, like learn more, like increase your knowledge, because here's here's the truth. You are the next generation of this country. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a time where the responsibility of voting, of being responsible citizens will fall squarely on your shoulders and that's an incredible opportunity and an incredible privilege that that shouldn't be taken lightly and i think it starts now where you're you're 
doing your due diligence. Obviously, it's not the the highest priority for you. And, and I'm not even arguing that it should be. But I think that it should be something that you um, take into consideration for sure. Yeah. And it's a credible privilege. Like we live in a country that gives us the ability to elect people that to, to lead us. And so seeing that as a privilege and embracing that and educating ourselves is, is huge. And so just our next question, Henry, I'd love to hear uh, what are some political issues that you and your friends just talk and care about? So I generally tend to avoid politics altogether um, as a subject. It's not a very popular thing to talk about um, because it's extremely divisive. And if you want to have any friends at all, I mean, talking about politics is the easiest way to lose every friend you have. <laughs> um, Sadly so true. I try to avoid it as much as possible, but it's also something that we can't really avoid. So I like to be prepared um, knowing what I'm talking about in case I do have to talk about it. Because if you, I mean, the worst case scenario is that you don't know what you're talking about and yet you still choose to talk about it and you get put on blast because you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I think that's so good. I think that a lot of people that listen to this podcast will be able to relate to the aggressive nature uh, that comes with politics and talking about it. And mm -hmm. so I even know students that um, I've, you know, had conversation with this about, they're like, I'm intimidated to even talk about it because it is so like, it's such a hot topic and there's mm -hmm. such strong opinions that I'd rather just not have an opinion yeah. and not have to talk about it. Yeah. It's because most conversations about politics, whether in person or on social media, I think what they're marked by in large part is impatience with someone who holds a different perspective, lack of gentleness. If someone doesn't understand your view and just pride that you're right and everyone else is wrong. Mm -hmm. And how could they ever think something other than what you think? I think because all of those things kind of mark the climate of political conversations, that's where you get, you know, teenagers just saying, hey, I'm not interested. I don't want that to be the case. But if you're a, a Christian teenager, I want to encourage you that your conversations about politics should be the exact opposite. Instead of impatience, lack of gentleness and pride, it should be marked by grace, patience, and humility. Like go to Galatians 5 where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, godliness, and self-control. Like those are the things that should mark every area of our lives. It's not just something that you do at church, but that Christ informs how you live and how you have conversations um, with your friends. Yeah, that's a good point, Jermaine, because, you know, public policy and the election shape the culture we're in, uh, but it can't change our hearts. Only God can. And so our goal shouldn't be to, to win an argument or to, to convince someone of something. It should be to model Jesus well. And so to our next question, Henry, how about you tell us just where and how do you and your friends build your political opinions? Yeah, I tend to start um, looking at the Bible as my first and foremost source. Um, I'll start there. Um, there are a lot of issues where the Bible is very clear on what our policy as Christians should be. And then there's a lot of areas where it's a little more gray and not as clear, a little vague. Um, so with the issues that it's very clear on, I stick with the Bible's perspective on that. Um, and I hold fast to that. And on areas where it's more vague, I have a little lenience, um, and like with myself and with others, like when others believe something else, I think, okay, well, let's, let's talk about that. Let's find the, let's find the answer to that. Um, outside of that, I go to news sources from both left-wing and right-wing sources, uh, just trying to get a good idea because there's a tendency on both sides to, uh, 
misinterpret or misrepresent information in order to project a particular narrative. So I like to get a good idea of what both sides are saying. And then I kind of meet somewhere in the middle to find out what actually happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that it's so important what you just said that where you go to help form your political convic convictions is initially first and foremost to God's word. God's word should be your authority and guide when it comes to forming political opinions. Any any of us that are listening or are part of this conversation, that's so true. Um, because of the reality of exactly what you just said, any, any news outlet, any uh, uh, newspaper, website, whatever it might be, is going to have a bias in, in one direction or another. But the one place that will not have a bias in either direction um, is God's word. The bias will be towards God's holiness, his righteousness, his justice, and the way that he wants us to conduct ourselves in our in this land. And so when we have that as our, as our guide versus a biased social media or biased friends or music or movies or just culture in general, we need a, you know, a true north and that true north uh, on on all of these political issues is God's word. And like you said, like some on some issues, God's word is crystal clear. You can go to a chapter and a verse and there, there really isn't much debate on it or shouldn't be if you if you believe that God's word is your authority and conscience and guide. And, and then on the things that are gray, there's principles that we can glean from God's word that helps us. But the word of God should be our source. Yeah, I think that's good. And um, I think it's important to acknowledge uh, the culture of politics and social media and how that has become such a um, strong source of conviction or where people uh, develop their ideas from or how they get their news. And they're like, well, I saw it on Instagram. And nowadays, even with students, TikTok is a huge way that people will promote political opinions. And so just knowing we can make much of the influence on social media with politics um, so much so that it can become an idol, like that I am idolizing uh, social media politics um, and mm -hmm. it, it we're not considering God's word. And so we, mm -hmm. you have to be really careful of what we're intaking on the internet. Um, and like you said, consider God's word and also like consider both sides to come up with a, with a logical and yeah. well-rounded opinion on things. Yeah. And today's teens are less Christian than any other generation ever. Like 4% of Gen Z has a Christian worldview. The next closest was millennials, which was 6%. And so it's decreasing and the Christian worldview is decreasing. And so politics are a way to promote the Christian worldview and we can't be passive towards it. We have to seek the welfare of our city, Jeremiah 29, seven talks about. And so politics are a way that we can hold to our Christian values uh, and then promote them and not be passive or withdraw because the excuse I kind of hear a lot from students is like, hey, this is, doesn't affect me or you know, I can't vote yet, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but we need to develop a Christian worldview and push and promote um, things and people that'll help push uh, the gospel forward. And so um, I'd love to hear uh, from you, Henry, just what's some advice that you've heard around politics that just helped you shape um, some of your political opinions? So actually going off of what you were just saying, Austin, um, there are generally two types of people regarding politics. There are the people who care way too much about it and don't want to talk about anything other than politics. And if you're, if you agree with their political leanings, then you're with them. And if you don't, then you're against them and they don't want to have anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. Then there's also the people that couldn't care less. And I would say this is most of my generation. They, we don't really care about politics. Um, it could disappear from the face of the earth and we really wouldn't care. 
Um, and both of these positions, I mean, there's really downsides to both of them. The ideal position is somewhere in the middle um, where you care enough to be informed, but also not enough so that you're, you're crazy off the deep end, only want to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. I tend to be someone that leans towards caring about politics a little bit too much. Um, and so some of the best advice I've received is just remembering that policy is not God. Whoever is in the White House, that's, that's not God. Whoever controls the Senate, that, those things are, I mean, that's not our God. God is our God and mm-hmm. he's in control of everything that happens. Whoever's in control of the Senate, who controls the house, Amen. whatever it is. I mean, we have to remember that God is still in control. Preach. I mean, I mean, what you're saying is that your identity should never be tied to, um, a political party, to a person, to a person, a, a personal conviction necessarily, but to Jesus, that our identity should never be tied to a political party, a political opinion, but to the person of Jesus Christ, because he lived, died, rose again um, for our sins. And and we get to identify with him as sons and daughters of God and not as a Democrat or Republican or fill in the blank else. Um, Our identity shouldn't be tied to all of that. And in the end, the Lord is in charge. Whoever wins this election in the next few days, um, the Lord knew it like since the beginning of time and he's still in control and you don't have to worry or fret or fear if you, if who you thought needed to win, didn't win, mm-hmm. but we can trust the Lord because he always wins. Yeah. That's so good. Politics is definitely not ultimate and God is above every leader and is sovereign overall. Um, so it's a good reminder, Jermaine and Henry. Um, just going to kind of our last question. If there's a student who's listening, who's maybe in uh, on one of those two sides that you said, they care too much or care too little, what advice would you have for both of those students? I would encourage everyone to be informed on politics. I think it's a really important part of being a Christian to be ready to defend uh, what scripture says. So, I mean, there, I mean, if you get approached by someone um, about your beliefs, you can either go, oh, I, I don't, I don't really know, just kind of try and fake your way through it, or you can just come out and be like, yeah, I, I don't believe that, um, whatever it might be, and th- you can do that, but people are going to rip into you for that, so you need to be ready. Mm-hmm. And if you're not ready to defend yourself when you stand up for something. I mean, it's not going to go well for you. Yeah. So you need to be informed. We have to be informed on um, where we stand. The Bible contains real policy. Um, it describes real policy, and we have to be ready to defend that. Yeah, and something we're called to as Christians, Matthew 22, the greatest command that we are to love our neighbor. One way we love our neighbor well is by speaking out and voting for laws that encourage uh, human flourishing. Absolutely. I think the last thing I'll say um, is that Christian teenagers have an incredible opportunity, not just necessarily to um, vote when they're eligible to vote and be informed and all of those different things, which are all important. And we hope you hear us saying saying that clearly on this mm-hmm. podcast. But you as a, a teenager who's a follower of Jesus have an, have an incredible opportunity to influence the culture around you mm-hmm. by the way you, you treat others, by the way you talk about politics, by the way you conduct your daily life, by what you choose to to involve yourself with by the activities you choose to refrain from to seek the welfare of our city like that verse that um, Austin mentioned Jeremiah 29 7 it's a verse written to the nation of Israel when they were 
captives in a foreign land, that in that foreign land, they were supposed to pray for that city because as it prospers, so would they. They were to, they were to seek the prosperity of the city. And I say the same is true for Christian teenagers in 2020, that you have an opportunity to seek the flourishing and prosperity of Dallas, of the United States of America, by living um, in line with God's best and God's way. Because as you do, this city will prosper. This country will prosper. Yeah. As you were talking, Jermaine, it made me think of First Timothy 2 and just the idea of a part of seeking the prosperity for our city and for our country is through prayer and just praying for our elected officials. And it's convicting for me when I think about my prayer life and how selfish I can get, but especially a time like this in a political year, in a campaigning season, just Mm -hmm. to ask myself, like, how often am I praying for the elected officials, um, for the Lord to put people uh, that love him and fear him into office, but also for those um, who don't know him, for the Lord to be at work in that. Because, you know, um, Proverbs 21 says that a king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord and he turns it wherever he mm-hmm. will. And so we've seen in scripture that God has done miraculous things through kings that despised him, that he mm-hmm. changed their hearts. And so even no matter what, um, I do get to have peace because I know who ultimately is in yeah. charge and, um, prayer is a powerful way for me to be a part of that. It's so easy to, to be critical and spend time on social media, pushing our you know own opinion, but prayer is important. And it's what we're called to as believers. Henry, have you ever considered running for president one day? Uh, I have been told that I should. I got a slogan for you. <laughs> have no fear. Henry, it's Henry's year. What do you think? <laughs> hey, in 17 okay. years we'll when he's 35, that. I come think on. that's the eligible year. I'm voting for you, age. Henry. So. Hey, we will all come back to this podcast and remember Henry, this day. Have no Just, fear. Henry, don't it's forget Henry's us when year. you're famous. I all right. Don't worry. It's good. Well, guys, to summarize everything we've talked about, first, um, teenagers should increase knowledge about politics. And second, conversations about politics should be marked by grace, patience, and humility. Oftentimes we see that they're marked by impatience, pride, and a lack of gentleness, but there's an opportunity to grow in that. Um, Another point, God's word should be your authority and guide when it comes to forming political convictions. Uh, We have been given the gift of God's word and we get to use it in this area. And lastly, our identity should never be tied to a political party, but a person, Jesus Christ. Um, Guys, this was an awesome conversation. Henry, Thank you for all your thoughts. We really enjoyed it. Um, I think we all had a lot that we can take away from it. And so Henry for president, Henry for president. That's it for today's episode. If you guys have anything you'd like for us to talk about on the podcast, DM us at Shoreline Dallas, Shoreline email Dallas. us students at watermark.org. Um, we'll see you. We'll see you next we'll see you guys. time. Bye, guys. Bye.